Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Harvard Review. Well, not long, I know I'd set this for a bit later, but uh, I wasn't too sure of timings. <laughs> bit of a disaster, actually, uh, trying to see this movie, because initially my plan was to go straight after work. Uh, it's only 10 minutes to the town centre from where I work, so the uh, larger chain cinema. Go there, there's supposed to be a show on it at uh, 10 past 6. It turns out that it wasn't actually in that one, the bigger one in the centre of town. But maybe shitty local one, that's what it was shown. So had to wait. Um, came home, got sorted out, went down, and uh, I have to say, I had a really good time. This was a lot of fun. I was a bit worried because there's been a lot of hype, as in a lot of ads and a lot of promotion. And uh, it could have every opportunity to be real corny and cheesy and just off the mark. But bloody hell, this pulled it out of the bag. This is a quality movie. Um, I don't normally say that about Hollywood stuff, but bloody hell. So what we'll have here, essentially, it's a comedy, but it's a comedy with horror comedy, but it's got a dark edge. But anyway, it was only rated 15, so they've kind of dialed down a bit, but they've really taken that up to the edge. You know, I mean, a few more, a few bit more graphic and easily hit the 18 mark. Uh, so obviously they dialed down enough to reach a larger audience. Um, this movie should do well. Really should. Uh, I think people, even if you're not into horror, go and watch this movie. You'll enjoy it because it's got the action flick kind of side to it as well, which really works. So essentially, the plot is Brentfield uh, Dracula. Everyone knows that story. We're told the tale in a flashback, and that's where you get the bits in the final trailer where it's done in black and white and Nicolas Cage pulling off the bell of the goosey type. Um, that section was done really well. That could have been terrible, but they really did pay homage to Bell Lugosi's version of Dracula and. Nicholas Cage playing straight for that part. And the, the other scenes that were all part of this were just done brilliantly. Um, then we got to the modern day. So it turns out, <laughs> I don't really want to spoil the plot because obviously I want you to go see the movie. But basically, what happens is Dracula, he, he builds up in power and he gets to a certain point and then he just goes absolutely crazy. Then he attracts types and then that's where he gets hunted. Then they have to move set up somewhere else and the whole cycle starts again and that's just him he's uh he just can't help himself this is where renfield uh they find themselves and this, this is all in the trailer goes out the fans in your your names this is where he discovers self-help group which is actually a focal part of the story uh don't want to go too much in it it's not over harmed if that makes sense and there's a possibility could have just been like one scene and then you got no payoff but you actually did because him going to the groups uh sets off a whole chain of events that carries the plot along um really well done so obviously we've got Renfield's story 
and him trying to break free of Dracula. We've also got Rebecca, uh, the police officer in this. You got her story, basically trying to avenge the death of her father against the crime family, you know, one of the crime families in the city. The two plots obviously end up intertwined and it carries forward. The introduction of Rebecca to this is absolutely brilliant. And one of the antagonists, Lobo, uh, just their introduction of this is fantastic. I have to say, no woke shit in this. There's, there's human characters, you know I mean? Strengths, flaws, human fallibilities. Um, it's all played out. I really like Rebecca's character. She's brilliant. Um, they could have easily made her a girl boss, you know, and just made her that type of snarky, horrible uh, out of him. But what we get here is actually a strong woman, you know, a strong woman with purpose, also has self-doubts, and is also human, going up against supernatural forces. So you can picture how that turns out. And of course, we'll see in the trailer anyway, her meeting, how she meets Renfield, the, the bar scene. Um, so that that all plays out and then escalates. And then we get the the other characters involved. So there's actually given, sorry, some, uh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, we get this whole range of characters and there's not really side characters in this, if this makes sense. It's not like, um, yeah, there's obviously goons, you know, in your tent and there's all that kind of stuff, but there's quite a wide range of cast in this and everyone gets their moment, the appropriate amount of time, if that makes sense. And they all help tell the story. And that hasn't been done ages. And it was actually worth, the thing that worried me was obviously Nicholas Holt, you know, the last movie i remember him was warm bodies and god that was an abomination it was just teeny love stuff with zombies but just uh um wasn't good but he really plays it up yeah um he has that sort of weedy look to him but then that works better with the supernatural aspect where you see in the trailers anyway. Um, I have to say, if you're if you're going by just the trailer and you think it's all going to be sanitized, uh, think again. There's gore. This there's like proper horror gore, which I was surprised by and delighted that they actually went full tilt the gore and it didn't mess about. Yes, there's digital blood. Sorry. Um, it is Hollywood after all. You have to put up with that. But the other stuff, the way they do it, is brilliant. And the good thing is, there's good storytelling. So you can forgive the digital blood and just, I hate it, absolutely despise it. <laughs> um, and actually, him, as he grows in power, he gets surprised himself. Like, I didn't realize he could do that sort of whoa sort of thing. Um, and plus, they didn't have those two fall. This could have been like a goofy romantic comedy because I know they were hinting that a lot, you know, at the start, but these two come into each other in the right way. 
the relationship works in the right way because obviously there's a whole her coming into contact with the supernatural and all with that and shoes. So she's actually questioned about it. She's revolted by it, revulsed, and she doesn't just fall into his arms or vice versa. You know, it's it's done really well. The whole crime family aspect of it is a story in itself. And it's a lot of fun. Really well. Uh Shora Hagersleaf, she was from um I remember her from the expanse. Although I'll be honest, I got a few seasons in that and then I'm starting to get to the but she plays a bloody brilliant role in this. I'll just put it in the gap. She plays a brilliant role and of course Nicholas Cage absolutely smashes it. There's no if buts or maybe. He actually tones himself down. He tones down the Nick Cage aspect and leans into the Dracula playing and it's brilliant. And I mean, we see all aspects. What it shows you in the trailer is only like the sort of goofy, glamorous, you know, vampire portion. But we, we see other scenes. Um, there's a particular scene in an apartment. And it's him, you know, it's Nicholas Cage as Dracula. And really, uh, really, it really shows a whole range here. Uh, and it sh actually shows our relationship because him and Renfield, you know, we'll touch on it a bit, but we'll do, it could have been easy just to gloss over it, but they actually show uh, how the relationship works. And the fact that being uh, so long together, and that, um, which is why his betrayal, because uh, obviously that's part of the story, you know, his betrayal uh, hurts so much and it's uh, really good. I, I, I can't speak highly enough of this movie. Um, I suppose I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here because I don't want to go into the plot and spoil it because it's literally just out. And uh, really want you a chance. Uh, Rebecca's relationship with her sister, Kate, Another good one as well. And once again, it shows the vulnerability and fallibility. Of character. That's why you like characters. Nobody likes um, a Mary Sue or a Hembo or a, you know a perfect character with no flaws. What's what is there to look at? As in you know what's there to take in? But when you see flawed characters and not everyone just you know does everything perfectly, they mess up. They don't get it right. They're just as vulnerable as everybody else, especially when you're up against danger. Um, that's what you like to see, because then, then you have sympathy, then you root for them, and you want them to succeed. Yeah, so you've uh, you've two main storylines in this. Let's just put a guess. The two storylines merge, and it comes to a great conclusion. The thing with the support group wasn't wasted. It's not just a goofy uh, thing. It's actually an integral part of the plot, which I'm happy for because it's played up. It actually works so well, and then you you understand what happens and how it's resolved. That it's good, right? 
and there's every chance there could be a sequel of this to be honest i don't know what they would do with it um uh could be really terrible if they don't think through you know stick with the original theme but just don't try to one-up it or do something stupid um good example is actually um what do you call that there kick-ass the first one was cool on its own funny enough the cages and that as well um the first one was great great prize the second one was absolutely shit because they tried you know they tried too much with the wrong characters at least with this you're left with a core group of characters that you can work with and you can go to a whole new scenario and it can work as a sequel so yeah it's left open that there's a possibility of a sequel if they do it right the sequel just be good as this um because only comedies um sequels will work but think of uh barry hills cop and barry hills cop 2. there's an example of comedy where sequels work horror comedy house house 2. you can't we'll, we'll forget the other two movies <laughs> but house and house 2 there's a class example of a horror comedy and a horror comedy sequel that worked brilliantly so it is possible to do um let's hope so but please go check this movie out it's well worth it um i'm going to keep this one short because i'm just so tempted to go through the plot and it's too early maybe a few weeks time when everyone's had a chance to go and see it we'll we'll uh, have a better discussion but yeah if you go see the movie this weekend leave a comment try to avoid spoilers for a week or two at least you know just say what you think um just mention maybe characters and what you thought uh, yeah enjoyed that that paid off or staying but yeah obviously give give people a chance to get out and see this and enjoy it so there you go there's a review um a lot of fun definitely enjoyed it 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 exceeded my expectations because i knew it could have went either way and it actually was deeper and had a darker edge than I thought. Uh, especially according to the you know the trailers and what we'd seen. Definitely had a darker edge. So if you're a horror fan, you're gonna love this. If you're not a horror fan, um you can see it as an action film, but there's gonna be a few moments you're gonna be like, oh, you know, just just warning you there. But it's not always up. But uh there you go. Let me know what you think. Um tomorrow um guests appearing on Dragonland Saga's channel. I'll pop the link in the community tab. Um, on Sunday, we are doing a review of Vampire Mutant Vampires from Neptune. Yep. So keep an eye out for that one. Plus, we've other stuff planned as well for later months. So uh, do the type of techie things. Go up the channel. And until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific.